Okay, we got Sigmund Freud, beef oven. Uh, Is there one for the Western movement in America in the 19th century? Yeah. Well then, let's reach out and touch some. <laughs> I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire! And I'm Ted... And I'm Ted Theodore Logan! Welcome to Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we party on through the most triumphant film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one diarrhea fart minute at a time. Cool. So, yeah. That's a good upgrade. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your host, John Esberg Esquire, and with me as always... Rocky Theodore Logan. And Rudiger, the royal ugly dude. Speaking of dudes, dude count, none. Zero this minute. Uh-oh. We're stuck We're at... We're laughing off here. We're stuck at 25. That under's looking oh. good. We're stuck at 25. We go with dookie count, though. <laughs> yeah. True that. Dookie count hits one. Yeah. Or two. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's pretty much a dookie. Well, dookie count starts at two, doesn't it, really? So, uh, it begins with Bill thumbing through a phone book and ends with a very confused cowboy taking a dump. Uh, what's it called? Uh, so reach out and touch someone, he says here. A product placement for uh, is that does a phone booth have a doesn't have a brand name on it does it like Belt oh, it doesn't. Belt Pacific or something I mean it's what you know 2019 now as soon as they said it you knew what it was you remembered it if you grew up in the 80s reach out yeah. and touch someone it was a uh, quintessential ad campaign again top 100 of all time according to a Forbes list what would you remember the rest of the list no link to that I'm just curious wasn't that Nambla's motto <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I don't have actually. I can five for one, but I don't have. Yeah, I mean, we're t- we're talking Don Draper's Coke commercial. Oh yeah, exactly. Which I don't think is that. I, did you think? Did they coin the phrase "It's the real thing" for that commercial? Is that Ooh, that's because yeah, that's a pretty good. Yeah, it's the real. It was because you're directly going against Pepsi. It's 100 percent you versus Pepsi. Pepsi. So we're the real thing. Then what are they? Like, if God is with us, who dare be against us kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're the real thing. The, the ad campaign actually started in uh, 79. And hey, already- you know what else started in 79? What's that? John Esberg Esquire. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Theater? Oh, you're 78 right at the end, aren't you? Oh, September. Yeah. I'm a Libra. One of those. But, yeah, you're, you have no business being that birthday, though, uh... With you're like a six six months uh grade ahead, right? You should kind of be in the other grade, right? I should have been in your grade. He was yeah, a very exactly. intelligent young man. Yeah, but I'm so glad it wasn't in your. Grade. Your mom wanted her out of the house. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a different. List we here. have such a different relationship if you were in my grade. Oh yeah, we, we would be hanging out senior year. So I'm seventy seven. Yes. I'm 78 and 79, so we got the late 70s covered. Yeah, darn right, man. <laughs> Just like uh, the uh, advertising firm uh, N.W. Iron Son. They, uh, that's when, yeah, they got their relationship in the 70s with AT&T. They're responsible for this ad. It was originally to communicate is the beginning of understanding. Reach out and touch someone. A little, uh, yeah, it's a little wordy, right? It is a little wordy, but, I mean, it was 
every commercial you remember it you remember like the phone oh call. reach out and touch someone is like yeah it's was it's every creepy why is at&t running ads who's their competition for long distance phone calls well, i at first when it first popped up i thought it was bell but at&t i think at&t like the good they just they were the out. they were the long distance version of like they did all long distance i think they they might have had sprint as competition or yeah, something sprint was definitely there there was at&t there was sprint there had to be somebody else uh that were not was not long the phone call. but the locals were all bell Monopolies. Yes, and then Bell. I think the AT and T absorbed Bell because Bell's gone. My no, I think they. I Bell. think they forced a split between AT and T and Bell oh, back okay. in the, like the sixties or something. They said like, all right, you guys got a you got a monopoly on all phones. Long distance is going to be competition for it. I, 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 I don't know if there ever was one because I can't like Sprint maybe, but toward the MCI, well, all those places. Sorry, I don't. Bells. I don't use AT and T, but I admire AT and T. They made it out like that industry died, and they were able to adapt. adapt and become into the cellular world. They they bought they bought Direct TV. Like sure. they didn't die. They didn't die with the rotary phone and the paper. Well, Bell is Verizon. That's Bell, right? They changed their name. They're Verizon. So well, I, they're gonna change their name pretty again soon because like everybody hates Verizon. They're like one of the they're one of the people everybody hates on the internet. Verizon, Comcast. Uh, Comcast is now Xfinity. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why. Right. <laughs> but people still, the people know who they really are. I, I have Verizon service. I have more on a laziness since when I first signed up with my cellular provider, and I just never changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like if you're at the 14th floor of a hotel, you know what floor you're really on. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they, this is definitely – I do you, you watch any of the commercials? I watch a couple. But you better let Higgins out before you have an accident. Amy, let the dog out, please. It's a hot school. Thanks, Amy. Sounds like Amy has a big night tonight. I didn't know she was going out. She always sings when she has a date. <laughs> so tell me. Don't now. But I think Dad's going for his 8 o'clock snack. Al, we just ate two hours ago. Like I said, how's school going, Rob? Oh, that's Peter coming home from soccer practice. Better feed him dinner. Never mind about Peter. I'm on tonight. What's wrong, Robert? You said anything's wrong. You're not the only one in this family who can hear, you know. Well, um, there's something else. When the people you love come through loud and clear. I love you, too. That's AT&T. And they were, it's, it was so small. It was like ma, the kid at school calling his mom. Oh, dad's over there having a snack, I bet, right now. And he is, of course, because dads are dumb in all commercials. Oh, oh, especially, yeah, if you're if you're a white suburban male dad, you're like, you're, yeah. you're, the schle- you're Homer Simpson. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not complaining that we're victims or anything. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's just the way it is. It wouldn't work any other way. Having a stupid mom is pretty, it, it really doesn't work. Sexist. Yeah. Well, it, it it just comes off poorly. Mom has to be I smart. Know, Edith Bunker was a was a great kid. Yeah, that's <laughs> a different era. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, as far as the ad campaign goes, I think it's AT and T pushing the most profitable line of business. You paid for long distance. Yeah, out the nose. Big time by yeah. the minute. So they want people using them to make those calls. I remember like they them saying ten cents a minute was like this great deal of the late nineties. Ten cents a minute. <laughs> Like and the costs were going down over the years as one of those industries where cost goes down every year. Ten cents a minute? Can you imagine? Well, I'm not on the phone that much, but 
I paid ten cents a text back in the day. I'm, yeah, but right, right now, if you even pay, like, there is no like long distance, is there? Like, no, it's, it's, it's all gone. It's all gone. Like, like, like I have friends that have moved from one part of the country to the other, and they keep their old phone numbers. Like, it's like they're living in like they're living thousands of miles apart with New York the phone numbers. I do like that. That's kind of cool. It's a signature of where you're from. from yeah, 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 right. So then you get, but I always find it weird. I'm like, oh man, especially at work. If I pick up, I think, is this just like a road of sales call or something? We see like a 646 or a 316, Wichita, area code pop up. You're like, but then you answer and it's just somebody that moved and kept there. They didn't want to change their, their number. There you go. Uh, so it's a pretty good slogan. Yeah, it's a lot of schmaltzy commercials for it. And is E.T. is probably in a commercial okay, or something, it, it, I'd imagine. Yeah, there was. I think there, but if you're our age, you know that. You remember that slogan. Like, I remembered it. I don't think about it. But as soon as they said it, I... It, it's very... It, it shows up in a lot of different stand-up acts, I bet. It's kind of that kind of phrase. Like, like uh... uh yeah. It itself to that. Reach out and touch someone. It's yeah. also kind of creepy, like... It is kind of creepy. Well, there's that song, uh... The Diana saw, Ross song, right? When, yeah, when looking up and looking at it... I recognize the song. One of the questions asked if it was an idiom. The he, idiom. It's not. <laughs> okay, idiom. Hunger is a horse or something. Or, uh, it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. See the light. Like these were the examples they were Where's using. Where's the beef? Nip, <laughs> yeah. nip it. In, nip it in the bud. <laughs> that, that could go. I had a really popular uh, commercial. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, but I didn't think. But some people were saying it was. But it's, it's not. Actual literal, it's a slogan. It's one. a slogan. It's, a, yeah. it's not an idiom. It's like yeah. I don't know. It might have worked its way into the idiom of you know because it's not. It's a defunct advertising campaign that doesn't exist and for twenty years at least. But just the saying of itself. Reach out and touch someone like it's not the same thing as raining cats and dogs that's an idiom because it doesn't actually literally rain cats and dogs but it's a heavy rain like reach, reach out and touch someone I'm reaching out and touching Royal Utterger dude right now and not asking oh. where's the beef because it's it's plenty oh, please, don't, don't tickle me there <laughs> I've, I'd say for it to qualify as an idiom it had to exist before the ad campaign as an expression people used and I don't think it did okay I would agree with that oh yeah if it, nip it in the bud like that if, if AT&T that was their next slogan then it would be an idiom, but it would still be their slogan as well. Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm all, I've been long looking for a good book on the, or the origin of idioms, and haven't been able to find a free version on Pirate Bay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I care. One I found is for like people that don't speak English. Oh, I got a question. And it was just like saying the idioms, you not really the origins. You asked somebody you a pirate copy of a movie a couple episodes back. Have you been able to get any uh, responses to that yet? Well, here's the thing. No, no. What I'm looking for, I haven't got a single email to Bill and Minute at gmail.com yet. Actually, now I expect a few spams, but uh, no. I have not. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't own any pirated movies. I had the only reason I would ever pirate movies if I owned the DVD and wanted it as a backup, and that's a legal way to pirate things. So. You asked somebody to send you a pirate copy on this podcast of uh, the Jiminy Glick Show. Yeah, yes. well, Jim Martin Shore is cool as shit, dude. You don't oh. give a fuck. Yeah, he'll probably send it if he heard it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you and him are the only ones watching it. Uh, so we got another page of the phone book. Uh, first one's what the princess is pretty princess, obviously yeah nights and ten yeah. mogul travel covered two pages you think? well no I don't know if it was didn't mogul, we see that on the other page it wasn't I don't know if it was mogul travel but it takes you to the same place I think we're looking at different ad age like different yeah. agencies I almost didn't pause it in time well that was a that was a crazy little I hope you edit out that oh, uh, kind of, yeah that was uh, very manly of you yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, 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 it's spelled wrong yeah 
So it's K H A N, and on the everywhere in the world I've ever seen it spelled is K H A N. Correct? Yeah. Is this book done for Bill and Ted so they can they can use it phonetically? No, they would. They'd probably, not. <laughs> be no, there's no way there would be a G H I S that Bill and Ted would understand. Be like Gang Hiss, yeah, or something. Did they ever say his name? They say his name in the in the um. Oh no, they say his name when they're at the chalkboard. Let's skip it ahead. Let's just. No, no, they say his name at the chalkboard earlier in the movie. Like Genghis. great people like Genghis Khan. Socrates yeah. method or Socratic method. Remember when they were yeah. at the board, chalkboard? So they did his name. I don't think they used that. They didn't say Socrates. What's in the lower right? Galaxy travel? Look at different planets? Uh, yeah. Uh, I see Carthage. Where in time? Is that Carthage? What's the first one? Cavemen. Cavemen. Oh. And Persia, Egypt. It's quite a jump. Oh, the, yeah, Minos. Yeah, the Minoans. That would be a cool place. That would be a cool place to visit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they got Caveman them. is a rather vague one as well. And hey, they go to. Greece. One, two. They got a two of them. They got a caveman, too. Oh, yeah. There's a caveman period. It was supposed to be a, a bigger role, but we'll get to that. Uh, Let's get to this role. The Western yeah. movement. We go right to a Western movement as soon as they... So this is what they're dialing, I guess, next. And this one's not an infinity plus number sign. It's just a three one. It called this number of fans. 316-555. Oh, that's a five. Yeah. Uh, Infinity. Call five 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 all you want. You know they don't. They don't do five 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 as much anymore. No, it's not. They they buy the number and use it as a viral marketing technique. Yep. They smartened up. Yeah. Galaxy travel. Yeah. So anywhere in time and space. So there you go. And there's a spaceship. But so here's what's interesting. Some are pound infinity. Some are just infinity. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, maybe one is uh, future, one's past. No, does that make? Nope, that doesn't add up. No. Uh, why would Genghis Khan get a pound? That's a good question. Yeah. Maybe because it's it's Asia. Asia has pounds. No, because it's Asia. Uh, maybe it's because it, that could be kind of a violent place to go. It maybe could be a warning symbol. Maybe the difference between like one eight hundred and eight six six type, you know, kind of the same thing. What, but. Yeah, but what from what we learned, <laughs> of all these places, I'd be kind of comfortable. I'd be pretty scared to go see. Like if I just showed up at a Mongol camp, I pretty much. Yeah, well, one, you don't speak head. the language. Yeah. Two, yeah, the Mongols would probably be like, "This guy's not our friend. Kill him." Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have a traveling phone booth, it makes a little. It's, yeah, it yeah. might be. But I still think he would just be like, "Kill him," and then we'll take the phone booth. Over but yeah, well, the thing is, you're not Bill or Ted. They're the most non-threatening. Everybody Everybody loves them. Everybody loves them. You know, they're the fresh face boys of the of the eighties, nineties. So, uh, old West Town, Carefree Studios, North Scottsdale, Arizona, doesn't exist. Was demolished for I guess track housing in nineteen ninety nine or something. We're going to New Mexico, eighteen seventy nine, boys. New Mexico, eighteen seventy nine. Interesting spot. Uh, there. What's it? Was it a state? Was it a territory? It was not a state. It was not a state until what? Nineteen twelve. Nineteen fourteen. Alright, well, my Google Wikipedia page result differ from yours. Let me, let me pull it off. Maybe I misconceived. I copied and pasted it. I did not type this sentence. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but following the victory of the United States in the Mexican-American War, 1846-1848, under the Treaty of Guadalupe, Hidalgo in 1848, Mexico. It was 12. January 6, 1912. 47th state. Exactly. Mexico ceded its northern holdings after the war to... Uh, what, Let's it, hold on a second. What California. Kind of first, Mexico or New Mexico? What's that? There can't be a New Mexico without an original. Uh, wrong. What got its name first? Mexico or New Mexico? <laughs> oh, what? They didn't call Mexico Mexico then? Exactly. It was New a... Mexico. And the Spanish named New Mexico New Mexico first. Mm-hmm. It was before actual they... Mexican independence from the, from the Spanish. And then they named Mexico after... But New it, Mexico. So the locals called it Mexico the whole time, but this, like the king of Spain didn't? I mean, it has to be. The word no. came from somewhere. Nuevo Mexico, Nuevo Mexico, was Spanish and given to that territory before there was anything called a Mexico. 
Okay. I mean, you do have New York, New Jersey, where there's not a regular New York or regular Jersey. Well, there is in England. Well, right. right. So yeah. it could have been in Spain yeah. as a Mexico. They got the well. Spanish got there early. The Spanish got to New Mexico. Its capital, uh, it was uh, its capital Santa Fe. It was and was founded in 1610 as the capital of Nuevo Mexico, Nuevo Mexico, a province of New Spain in 1598. It's a pretty shit place to own, frankly. Like without modern technology. It wouldn't be a great life there. Like, same with Arizona. Like, there's no water. Or you can't like support big like populations. Hot, I don't know if it's just break, but it seems like one of those hot places people like to kind of go and live. I spent some, yeah, Santa Fe, more than Albuquerque. But yeah. But I spent a little bit of time in New Mexico when I had a train stop there, and it was uh, it was it kind of looked like it still did in the movie. It it's was, a desert, it, yeah. Like it, same with Arizona. Like it's a desert with the Grand Canyon in it, and it's a desert with mountains. Like uh, Santa Fe is super high in the air. It's like you know mile high city almost. Yeah, when it, there's like cold spots, warm spots. It's like one yeah. of those cities, or mountains. states that has. Like, it's pretty. Like, deserts are pretty, but, like, you can't live there without burning massive amounts of fossil fuels to pump water from miles away. There you go. In 1563, it was named Nuevo Mexico after the Aztec Valley of Mexico. So the Aztec Valley of Mexico is where the Mexicans got their name. But by Spanish settlers, more than 250 years before the establishment and naming of present-day Mexico. I think Mexico is one of the coolest uh, nation-state names. It's like it's not the coolest place, but I, Mexico is a great word. I think it's a great cool place. It's got an X in it. It's ends with an O. Mexico's got some good things going for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The drug war destroys them. It hurts yeah. them so much. Like, their borders are the worst places to be in the, in the world. But it's got. A, I mean, you got some great. Yeah, there's some great. It's got great climate. It's got some great natural resources. Yeah, absolutely. It's got every kind of uh, topography, I mean, yeah. jungles, or farmlands, and you have a lot of have, desert hills. You have your and, Aztecs and even some like you have like some cool cult, old, old cool old school culture. Yeah, some there. of the best beaches in the world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Cowboys humming a song. You guys know the song? No, I do not. I kind of. So, like, in case you're not watching the movie, Bill and Ted, there's a cowboy taking a poop. Bill and Ted arrive in the phone booth. We don't see that, but we hear it, and it scares the shit. We hear it in between literally guys, scares the shit out of him. Yeah, we hear it in between this guy's Look. bowel movement, which is not really like. Did you need the potty jokes? Like, I mean, I'm not really a big fan of the of the of the potty jokes and all that. What stuff. was your uh, your uh, revelation in the minute off? Uh, when we're between episodes, you like you had a, an epiphany. Oh, the crescent moon on the outhouse. Oh, all right. We, yeah, we're gonna say that for next minute. I fucked that up. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up yet. I forgot. I forgot we knew the answer to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you deferring? I'm putting that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put that toward uh, next minute because we're running a little longer. Plus, I have something else I'm gonna talk about. Uh, oh, Susanna, he's singing. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry. I got another song I can sing at least the first couple lyrics to. That I don't know why. I think it's the old. I had an old Goofy uh, or Mickey Mouse and Goofy record as a kid that would play these like Western ditties or something, and you would hear Home on the Range. Yeah, Home on the Range. Oh, Susanna, the bright the lights are bright and you start a text in the state She'll of Texas. She'll be coming around the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Classic um, standards. <laughs> first published 1848. Uh, it's one of the most popular Amer- American songs of the 19th century. Blah blah blah. Has a, 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 a drops the end bomb in uh, the second verse. Oh, Susanna. Yeah. Does? So like yeah, it's definitely been modified. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. There's clearly a reason the second <laughs> verse was cut. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, yeah, it's like uh, something happened. A telegraph fell in the river and killed five black people is in the second verse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. Wow. Are you going to use that song in, in this episode? Like, as our outro music? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, 
yeah. Then he goes into New Orleans, and the next, yeah, it's but it's yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, there's a, but the, like there's a more common version that like uh, Mickey Mouse or no Mickey Bugs Bunny sang in an episode. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's more it too. And yeah. that kind of like became the version that everybody uses. I think I don't know, but yeah. Whoa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, one of the earliest recordings used the original second verse uh, and was released on an album that same year calling the album was named N-Word Love a Watermelon Ha 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 Jesus Christ 1916 by some piece of shit and Jesus don't Christ! Believe that blacks had play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, my goodness! My goodness! That was nineteen. That was in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, it was nineteen. Oh my God! Yeah, that's the first notable recording of the song. So there you go. And that song lives on to history. <laughs> yeah, but like we didn't know about that verse until right now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so can, can we talk a little bit about the time, some of the middle time? You know, Ted's dad comes out, finally oh, yeah. sort of notices the phone booth was there and had just disappeared, glowing light on the ground, but he seems sort of unalarmed by it. He's preoccupied with his keys. These keys are missing. Yeah. He's going to go drop to the office floor now. But there's a glowing circle of light in your front yard. <laughs> You wouldn't oh, be freaked out? Yeah, I probably, not Ted's dad. He's just, he's worried about getting Ted out of his house before he corrupts his younger brother. <laughs> You're probably correct. <laughs> he seems more intent on yeah, getting, getting, rid of, getting rid of Ted than worrying about the, the weird the weird cosmic event happening in his front yard at yeah. that moment. Oh, here he comes. Totally turns his head, quick misses it, and oh, what was that? Yeah, I mean, what would you think uh, it was? You wouldn't immediately jump to the conclusion that there was a phone, time-traveling phone booth that just vaporized in front of your face. That's what it's locked and No, but I would still be like, what the fuck just happened? I but, wouldn't just sort of look, like, confused. I'd be more like, I'd be more like, oh, man, I need some sleep or something. Like, yeah. I'd have the typical reaction. I'd be like, oh, man, oh. I gotta get rid of Ted, because now, he's just, now I really am going crazy. You've never seen something out of the corner of your eye, and then looked again, and it was gone, he and be like, obviously, it wasn't the, an elf. The, the yeah. turn toward the door was so drastic. Like, if you on that scene to avoid missing it, he turned sharply to the door. He didn't just kind of take a stroll out. Like, Maybe he just figured he's having a flashback. Yeah. He definitely was part of the, the right. 60s, you know, vibe. So, 1989, uh, not a great year for music in general. Uh, you take a look at the, the top songs of 1989. Is that, what, is that today's, is this what we're going to go with? This is today's special segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm not. Uh, Chicago, the song Look Away, it was I number one. I love that song. To see me walking by. Billboard's, that was number one. Look away, look away, darling, look away. Don't look at uh, Number me. two and three, my prerogative. Every my prerogative. every rose has its thorn. Uh, yeah. I was just gonna say I was gonna name these. I don't. I think your idea of horrible music and mine are probably differing vastly. These are better songs. <laughs> um, Miss you much, Janet Jackson. Oh, Paul Abdul, straight up. Straight Paul up Abdul, Abdul, cold hearted. Good year for Paul Abdul. Yeah, yeah. we used to have that. I used to have the, that um, VHS tape, and I'd watch the video to all those songs. <laughs> Wind beneath my wings. That's all oh. right. Well, it's Kevin Gruber's. Yeah. <laughs> Theme song. Kevin G, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Kevin G's theme song. Yeah. Which I actually watched that. That means Beaches was a 1989 movie. I kept is there, a, I imagine there's a video that goes with this that is his theme song. What do you mean it's his theme song? Is there like a, 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 a slideshow that goes with it? Or? You, were, you were a 1997 graduate. You were yeah, you would understand. <laughs> Kevin G was the wind beneath many of our wings. Yeah. 
All right, uh, Girl, You Know It's True, Millie Vanilli, good song. I don't care who sang Girl, it. Girl, You Know It's True. Yeah. It's Again, good. like, these are, I don't consider it, like, yeah. I don't, do we have any fine young cannibals? Uh, no, but we do have a, yet another cover of Baby, I Love Your Way, at number nine. Who's that? That's got to be a... Uh, no, it's Will to Power, which sounds know. like a Nazi band. Richard Marks on that list? Wait, so there was another cover after that that became, that we know? Like, the, yeah, the reggae kind yeah, of version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, giving it the best you got, Anita Baker. That's an, and then Richard Marks, your boy, right here waiting. Yes, that was a big that was a big hit. Yeah, I remember like girls in middle school thinking Richard Marks was the best. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I remember, you but that was a that few. That was a few years. Oh, did I really? That's there. How soon we forget? <laughs> Twenty years ago. <laughs> a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> not even. I'm sorry. A ten-year-old JJB singing this outside your window. Yeah. Uh, the speaker like Cusack. Debbie Gibson's got a, her probably her last hit. Yeah, Lost in Your Eyes. That's got to be. Don't even know it. Debbie yeah. Gibson was still around in '89. Yeah. Um, the look. That's a by Roxette. Oh look. shit! I lied. She drives me crazy. Number eighteen. She drives yeah. me crazy. Finally, Cannibals. Ooh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> Millie Vanilli has uh, another song on here. I would just do the top 25. What was the other Millie Vanilli? It's got to be it uh, In the Rain? It was... Uh, Blame It on the Rain? No. Uh, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You was 16, and Blame It on the Rain is 21. Blame yeah. It on the Rain was the bigger song, I thought. I would Clearly think that, not. too. It might have been the first one released. Yeah. Uh, Jovi. So, wait. So, was this the year then that Millie Vanilli went to the Grammys and won everything, and then 1990, like the whole thing? Well, they were relevant within two years, so probably. Yeah, so, they, <laughs> so, they go to the 90 Grammys and win everything for 89 and then get found out, yeah. Yeah, they might be the only new. Well, Finding Your Cannibal is probably the first album, but, but Miller Vanilla would be like the new singers this year of this list. Was it cute? Did The Cure make the list at all? MC Hammer. I don't think The Cure were ever mainstream hits, were they? The, at this point, they did. The, they were like one of those bands that hits the radio Friday like 10 years after. No, I thought The Cure at this point, I didn't know if it was Friday, if, if that was the 90s, or like uh, um, there was, what was there, the, the album that, uh, uh, Pictures of You. That was, I think that was an 89. Yeah, talk, talk to him. I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, so uh, <laughs> my favorite song on this list, it actually is number 29, Toy Soldiers. I love that song. Oh, wow. Step by step, heart to heart. That's a great song. You know that song? You don't? I, yeah, I do. Your yeah. version of it does it. It's about as much trust as much as I like it. Oh, yeah. uh, Here's a relevant number, another band on the list. When I See You Smile, you know who the uh, band is there? Yeah. See Bad English. Yeah. <laughs> we both knew the song. <laughs> That's an inside joke, so yeah. you won't know. Unless you, unless you, hanging tough on here, number 49. I thought they would have hit higher, but New Kids on the Block. And you got the right stuff. Is like a couple after that. Really? Yeah. So they must have really broken 90 then. No, I mean, these were their big hits. Like... Of the, they're the first boy band on the list. I mean, let's take a step back. We were in the age group that listened to them. Yeah, right. Oh, I own the album. Yeah, right. New Kids on the Block. So they might have been gigantic to us at the time, but in not the grand scheme of things, they, they might not have been as big. big. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know how many 30-year-olds are out there listening to, whoa, hanging tough. Yeah, not I many. They tour now. They tour now to 40- and 50-year-olds that go out to Rochester. Who were teenagers back then. So just now they have all the, uh, you know, cartoons retreading now. Yeah, yeah. they can yeah. bang any MILF they want, dude. Yeah, those guys could probably bang tons of MILFs. And I'm not yeah. Eric. <laughs> they are the first boy band on this list. I mean, I don't know. Fine Young Cannibals are probably young. <laughs> Millie Vanilli would be sex symbols, probably. Jovi, of course. But, yeah, like, 
Oh no shit, I lied. I'll be loving you is number twenty six. That's one of their songs. Wow. I don't know that one. Uh, I can't think I heard it, I guarantee. But uh, I can't think of it. So New Kids Minute coming up next week. Um after the Richard Mars minute. <laughs> but before the cure minute. Yeah. That was my first concert, New Kids Christmas show, I believe. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. Uh, like, I had to use this password thing at work, and I had to get like my boss's password. And one of the questions is, "What's the first concert you ever went to?" And her, <laughs> hers was New Kids on the Block. <laughs> she had to give me the information to answer oh the questions. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Did, use you, that. did you tell that you shared that experience? I did, with her? of course. I went right over. I was like, "Yeah, we have something in common." She's at my age. Um. So with that, be excellent to each other. Party, Party on, on, dudes. Just